Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hello and From the ballerlifestyle.com, this is the Bachelor Lifestyle Podcast. We are in the. We have we have hometowns, hometowns over the bow. They're they're on their way, and I don't. They haven't explained what they're going to do. Maybe maybe co-host of the Bachelor Lifestyle, Jason Stewart, can clue us in on that because he's he's the expert here. Jason, what's up? Hello, everybody. Yeah, I think that they um they must it must be a Zoom thing. I mean, that you can't um you can't give us this pretense that everybody's yeah. tested and quarantined yeah. and everything else and then just allow four random families to come in uh yeah. that you supposedly didn't know yeah. they were a- going to come in totally um so it's going to be pretty lame if it is zoom or something um yeah it's but it has to be like i i mean they're playing it fast and loose with the rules so harrison bounces and Jojo shows up and look I'm a fan I've been a fan of Jojo I'd put Jojo in the top two to three bachelorettes of all time but the show was missing a little bit without Harrison it just wasn't the, it wasn't the same vibe what do you think yeah I mean Jojo is what it is. I mean, she's fun to look at and stuff, but um, I, I, I don't see what she adds. Nothing. Harrison, to me, Harrison uh, offers the kind of corniness that you need yeah. on this show. Yeah. Like he he has that fake thing where he takes everything very serious. Yeah. Um, and it's to me, it's amusing. So well, yeah, like when he's on Bachelor in Paradise, and he's like, when he shows up. People kind of let like their buttholes pucker a little bit. They're like, <laughs> "Oh, whoa, guys, this is all fun and games." We're, we were we were drinking Hornitos shooters, and then now Harrison's here. Let's everybody act sober. And then Harrison walks in. And he's like, "All right, guys, game's over. This is it. <laughs> you got to decide. Are you serious about this or not?" And then everybody 
freaks out because they're not sure if they want to get engaged. And a lot of them do get engaged <laughs> to some chick they've been making just, out with for three days. On the show. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Well, yeah, because there's no uh, – and there's no prize in, parad- in paradise. There's no middle ground. You, you either get engaged or you break you up. Break up. <laughs> you can't exist in between. No. Yes. You've known each other for a week and a half, but you're here to find love. And if you're here to find love, then you'll get engaged right now because I said so. Yep. Um, what happened this week? On well, the I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you who's, uh, who's really getting um, conflicted is Tasha. She is she, you know, she's getting inside her feelings inside her head a little bit because um, she just, she wanted to have a, a bomb ass summer. Yeah. But then along the way, it looks like she is, she's gone from like being very put off that people are, are talking about serious things to now she's like fully into it. And she actually said last night, but uh, towards the end of the episode, that she is in love with several guys How's on the show. How's that possible? Yeah. So, um, but it starts off. They had some, um, they had some housekeeping to do. Right? They teased us last week yep. where, um, where uh, Wall Street um, tycoon Bennett um, and his very inferior. Nemesis. Uh, what's his name? Noah. Noah. What's he, Noah? Noah's what's a the, uh, Noah's a twenty-five-year-old male nurse. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. he's a he's he's a nice enough guy. Sure, yeah, it doesn't seem too bright. Um, and you know, Bennett has been condescending, condescending him for quite some time. Yeah. And uh, Tasha's like, let's just bring it all together and have it out. Um, they started kind of doing their thing where Bennett says you're emotionally immature and Noah says you're condescending and you're disrespectatia because you think that she is keeping me along and you don't think I, I, I'm, I deserve to be here. So it's a, it's a, a negative on her. Um, and she bought it. Like yeah. she, she bought that narrative Hook line and, and sinker. she pulled Bennett aside and said, that you obviously aren't taking me serious or you don't think I'm taking this serious. You're calling out my integrity. And Bennett's got this weird affect on his voice. And I never know if he's like, he's like acting like a stuck up, uh, white asshole, or yeah. if that's just what he is, but he just never quite breaks stride. Like he just kind of, uh, tried to talk his way through it. And his explanation was kind of vague, and um, she wasn't buying it. So she did what I predicted last week, and she sent Bennett home, which means she put him on an SUV to go three uh, doors down to the yeah. I mean, to that, the exit that was weird because he hopped in a he hopped in a, an Escalade or a Suburban. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they they were like driving, and we've made clear on the show that I'm very familiar with the resort, La, La Quinta Resort. They were driving like out, like towards the gates, like they were leaving. But we know it was it was COVID. They're not leaving. They've rented <laughs> the, they've rented the whole property. <laughs> By the way, the um, I don't know La Quinta. You've been there multiple times so maybe times. you can answer this yeah. i hope there's more than just that one fountain because that one fountain made at least yeah. three appearances in the show last so night so this the fountain 
it is just the one fountain, but it's like a long fountain and it kind of goes up a hill. So you can get multiple shots of the same fountain because it's like, you know, it's, it's a dramatic water feature. Um, what do we think about Bennett being a last name hoarder? I just thinking about this. He's a, he's Bennett. I imagine his last name is also a last name, much like his first name is. And I find that that's even a little more irritating than first name hoarders. Like say for instance, uh, LA Clippers swingman Paul George. He's a first name hoarder. Jason Stewart, to some extent, first name hoarder. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah, not kind as much. Of. Not like a Paul George situation. What was the name of the, the kid that just um, that kicked Nate Robinson's ass and now he's going to Logan fight? Paul. No, I mean Logan Jake Paul. Paul. Jake Paul. Oh, Jake Paul. Yes. Jake That's a good one. First name hoarder. Scott Gregg. You know? First name yeah. hoarder. Bennett is one of these guys, last name for a first name guy. Never, not trustworthy. Like you meet a dude and he's like, hey, I'm um, Carlton. Uh-uh. Can't trust you, dude. You got a last name for a first name. That's a problem. That's problematic. That's part of the reason why I don't like Bennett. And this whole Bennett narrative is so juiced. And I'm, I'm not going to give it away, but the, just so, Bennett is the damn Daniel of this season. He's the less entertaining damn Daniel. He's he's primed for Bachelor in Paradise. He's not going to win The Bachelor. Everyone knows he's not going to win The Bachelor. He was sent away. Keep him sent away. We don't need Bennett coming back. Yeah, I mean, it's just... He's heavy on the first names, last I names. I just can't quite figure it out if he, if this whole uh, rich douchebag yeah. thing is an act or I if mean, that's just what he is. It does kind of um, go a long way with certain people. I guess so. Aspect. I mean... So she says goodbye to him, right? And they're walking out, and he says something like, uh, Tasha, is this really goodbye? And she's yeah. like, yeah. And he's like, wow, holy cow. And then he's, he's just stunned. Yeah. Um, obviously, this guy hasn't been told no many times mm -mm. in his life. Mm -mm. Um, and then they they uh, after she says goodbye to Bennett, and Noah's kind of, you'd think that he's the victor on the couch. Uh, she's walking back into the room where he's sitting. And I don't know why they, they, they thought to keep this on camera, but he's downing like Tic Tacs, like a half, a half a thing of Tic Tacs. What's that all about? I mean, if, you know, it's, it might be a breath thing. He's Noah's, he's real base. He's 25 like, what's he even doing there? He's obviously like, she's like, at one point she's like, I think she told him, she's like, I'm just not sure you're ready to settle down. Yeah. He's a 25 year old male nurse from San Diego. You don't think he's going to, he's ready to settle down. Shocking. Um, but everybody knows like Tic Tacs, Tic Tacs are from the eighties, dude. Who's using Tic Tacs still to, and also Tic Tacs are disgusting. You know what I like to get are the little, the little mini Altoids. Okay. You yeah. Ever... Altoids. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're okay. Yeah. And the, th the thing about the mints, Altoids especially is yeah. it's one at a time. Anything more than yeah. that is, uh, yeah. is extreme. Yeah. Like if you're downing half a thing of Tic Tacs, yeah. like I've been known to get the orange ones that are just oh, that's the worst kind. Never no, no, get... no, they're just... They take, no, they taste like vomit. 
It's not bad at all, actually. Actually, but it's horrible. just candy, and I could eat a whole thing of that, right? No, like he did. Stop. But they're mints. I've never seen anyone just attack a thing yeah. of mints like well, that. Well, Tic Tacs aren't curiously strong like an Altoid. Right, Altoid, um, you do one, maybe two. The um, she walks back in, and, and by the way, what we saw this episode, a lot of was like um, serious. I've had enough. Um, Tasha, you know, I've accused her of being overly positive, always smiling, filling the void of conversation. She hates silence and yeah. everything's up, up, up and up. But like I said, that the season's starting to take its toll and she, she has that look about her, which to me is damn sexy. Like I'd rather see this, like yeah. she's just got this serious thing about her. And she says to Noah, who starts smiling when he took the Tic Tacs. She's like, no, you should not be smiling. You did not win this. And then she's like, I'm not even going to give you this rose. Yeah. And then she says, I guess I will see you later. And she yeah. walks out. Yeah. It's not looking good for Noah, but come on. Noah's Noah's bachelor in paradise candidate too. He's, he's a 25 year old male nurse from San Diego. He's, you know, he's not getting married. He's not proposing the bachelorette. Um, I would agree with you on Tasha. She looks banging. They're really, the cleavage is on display. They're also um, costuming her in a lot of short dresses, Jeez. displaying her, her very long, very shiny legs. And she's doing another thing that's a really, really smart move for a hot girl. And all hot girls do this. She's greasing up those lips with tons of lip gloss. Like she's, <laughs> you know, my buddy, my buddy, um, once he produced the surreal life and he, and he once had Jose Canseco on there as mm -hmm. a, as a contestant or a personality. And he said he had to keep like five Carmexes on hand at all time because Jose was just getting like, keep keeping those lips greased. And it's, it's a good look. Like she, she looks real good. Those lips are always real shiny. Um, you know, she's very like, um, uh, shimmery all the time. She looks great. Yeah. And, um, so basically that, that kind of sets us up for the, uh, rose ceremony, which, um, you know, Noah doesn't have a rose. I think the only person that does have a rose is Ben, who uh, gave us even more to his story, wow. personal story in this yeah. episode. Um, so they kind of go right to the uh, rose ceremony mm -hmm. pre-cocktail thing. Mm -hmm. um, Riley pulls her aside and he, they're next to the fountain. And he says the fountains oh, right up front. It's right by the lobby as you arrive. And this right kinda, directly in front. <laughs> this kind of this kind of um, puts everything into perspective. And I don't think the show wants him to be saying stuff like this. But, you know, because we're like four episodes in, um, which kind of leads you to believe we're like four weeks down the road. These people and yeah. he says to her, um, I just want we have something to celebrate. It's our one week anniversary. <laughs> one week. <laughs> yeah. Four episodes, one week. Today is, um, today is our one week anniversary. They've spent, what, like nine minutes together? Right. And it's crazy. Um, because it's the one week anniversary, that gives him um, reason to kiss her. Every time 
Every time uh, Riley goes in for the kiss, I get the feeling with Tasha that she's just not into that. She doesn't want that relationship yeah, to happen. I agree. But I, I agree, but get, she keeps but him once around. You do it once, once you do it yeah. once, though, it's, it's kind of like the, it's kind of like the mouth, mouth kisser. I don't know if uh, our listeners have that mouth kisser in your life. Like, um, say it's like a um, maybe your girlfriend's mother, right? You started off for whatever mm-hmm. reason as a mouth kisser. Mm-hmm. You kiss them on the lips when you greet them as opposed to the cheek or just a hug, right? But once you do the mouth kiss, yeah. then there's really mm-hmm. no turning back. Yeah. And you're almost compelled every time you're with them to yeah. mouth kiss. Yeah. I- the feeling that Tasha has that thing going with Riley. I- Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty? sizzling to perfection it's time to cheer for egg mcmuffin and fresh cracked eggs at mcdonald's it's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest to goodness morning meal breakfast it's on at mcdonald's now get any breakfast sandwich for just two bucks available only through the app mobile order and pay available at participating mcdonald's mcd app download and registration required we had a, I had a friend whose mother was a mouth kisser and she was like an, you know, a n- nice older lady. And she would like, I just had to be ready because she'd come up and she'd put that one right on my mouth <laughs> every time. And I got the vibe that it was, you know, kind of enjoyable for her. Like she, she liked kind of cornering me and just slapping sure. that thing on my mouth every time. It just wasn't like a normal greeting. It was like, Hey, here's this young guy that I can like low key force into making sure. out with me. And it was uncomfortable. A, f- a friend of mine once told me that, um, that one of her neighbors who happened to be a dude is a mouth kisser yeah. and she was. She would be like every time we would get together for a barbecue or something. I would fret that that time because yeah. we started out as a mouth kisser, and this guy is my mouth kisser. And I, yeah. I don't know what my husband thinks. And you can, yeah. I don't understand that concept. I think we could do an entire um, podcast on mouth kissing. Um, then it gets a little bit even. You know, the father son mouth kiss yeah. to me, I think, is another layer yeah. of that conversation. I gave I gave my son. A kiss goodnight, maybe like, I don't know, three or four years ago. And he like, like I went to kiss him on the cheek and he like kind of turned and it was very sweet. He kind of turned and like gave me a kiss on the lips goodnight. And I walked out of his room and I'm like, he's just realized that he's too old to do that. (laughs) And and it was kind of sad. I'm like, that's the last time I'm ever going to give my son a kiss on the lips. And I'm, I'm nearly positive that it was, I don't recall ever having it happen since then, but you know, it's just one of those, that's a, it's like a moment that passes, you know, it's a, it's a thing you do when they're little and then it goes away and that's fine. I mean, I, um, 
a, a friend of mine used to be uh, half Persian, and his Persian he's, father, and he's no longer half Persian. That's that's incredible. Did he outgrow what? it? Yeah, let me let me rephrase that. An old friend of mine that used to be a friend of mine is half Persian, uh, okay. and he his Persian father would mouth kiss him. You know, so we're yeah. talking about like a thirty year old dude, cultural, and a fifty five year old dude. Yeah. Um, so, but they're father uh, and son. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it never quite looks right, but it's it's yeah. fine. Yeah. And and by the way, I'm not I'm I'm totally into dudes kissing dudes. Totally. Like, I'll, I'll um, fucking kiss the fuck out of you. I don't care. So, uh, for. For having a one-week anniversary, she had to kiss Riley. Um, and then they go right to Ben taking her out next to a fountain, the fountain, again, and they start making out. Yeah. And then the next scene is our guy Brendan the Roofer from Massachusetts, and they start kissing. I feel like Brendan, so, Brendan started off hot, and now I think she's kind of cooled on Brendan a bit. Yeah, and there's this uh, stupid – lie detector thing towards the back end of the episode that um that i got to get into and brendan yeah uh did not do well but um i my point being is that she kissed three dudes in a row yeah um you know in the cocktail portion of the the rose ceremony of yep. course our guy uh zach c got some kiss as well mm-hmm. um so anyways they get into the uh, the room where the the roses are going to be handed out, and mm-hmm. they realize pretty quick that there are five roses on the table, and there are eight of them. Three of them are going home. Don't and they know? Don't I, they know going in though? Like, I don't think so. Yeah, it's crazy because because they were told at some point that because there are five roses or whatever the hell it is, the next person or, you know, after the next rose ceremony is hometowns. Yeah. And they were all surprised by that. Um, Zach C got real emotional over that. But mm-hmm. anyways, just kind of breaking down who got roses and who didn't. The only suspense that we were kind of sweating out was whether or not Noah would get a rose because she turned on her yeah. heel and left him from the yeah. room and she uh, made him sweat it out to the end and gave him the rose. So uh, Brendan Riley Blake, I don't know what he's doing still around. Blake, our, our wilderness manager, Ivan and Noah right. are, are five. And uh, some dude named uh, Devon. I di- this right. is how this yeah. is how vague this guy is. I didn't even know Damar. There's a guy named Damar on this year's Bachelorette. He's been there since um, since Claire. No. And I didn't even know his name. He was He's gone a, now, though. He was such an insignificant yeah. nobody yeah. that I didn't even know his name. And she finally sent him home last night. I didn't know. I didn't know him either. Um, <laughs> I didn't. But you know who I was surprised she sent away that didn't get more juice was um, brunette Paul Walker. Spencer. Yeah, he he started off really hot. And he then came it, then, in a, a, with a, a, a house of fire. He's gorgeous. Yeah, it, it that didn't seem to go anywhere. He didn't yeah. take that anywhere. I'm going to yeah. blame him. Um, and then um, Spencer. Um, he's another dude. No, oh, no Spencer the, was the, that's the guy. Spencer oh, is brunette Paul Walker. The, the dude that she sent home was my guy, Ed, who I started to really like. Sopranos extra. Yeah, yeah, he w- he was never going to win, but he started to become amusing to me. What, that she sent him home. that hairstyle of his, 
I mean, outside of whatever exit in New Jersey he lives off of, like, does he does he realize that no one can handle that hairstyle that he's working? It's just hasn't been seen. It's and yeah. he's one of those guys too that just by looking at him, because uh, I can't smell him. Oh yeah! But just by looking at him, you yeah. know he has a little bit too much cologne. A lot, yeah. He musks just up a little too much. Yeah. Um, so um, he's gone. That leaves five, and uh, the reality hits the guys real quick. Hometowns are next week. Every yeah. minute you spend with Tasha is is a huge deal. Crucial. Zach C starts crying in front of the guys. Um, be, because because family means so much to him that is starting to hit home. Um, Zach C has a bunch of issues that his family has 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 helped him through and yep. all this stuff. Yep. He started crying in front of dudes, and it was a real big thing for him. So he's like, "I need to get this rose, and I want to marry this chick." Yeah, yeah. Um, so they, uh, they hand out the date cards and Ben, our guy who I think is the leader in the clubhouse, he, he gets the one-on-one. He's the former army dude who admitted last week to her that he had bulimia for 15 years. Um, his his parents didn't do a great job. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's why he's so jacked. He's super fit. Right. Um, he's a trainer. and he gets he get, takes his shirt off and his pants off at will, which yeah. I would too if I had a body like keeps that. that. Keeps that dick covered up though. And she even made a reference. They were by the fountain again, mm-hmm. and um, and he took off his pants for whatever reason it was. And she said, "One of the great things about being on a date with Ben is his pants are going to come off, and that's great." Um, he took his pants off again. Yeah, I forget what he had to do with his pants off. Maybe get in the fountain or something stupid. Yeah. Um, but um, the real lame part of the date, uh, JoJo comes up on one of the motorized scooters, those birds that you get on the side of the road here in Los Angeles. With a helmet on. I mean, they're rocking. Helmet. Helmet. Calm, calm right. down with the helmets, guys. <laughs> and, um, You're going eight miles an hour. Um. So – uh, Jojo comes up on the motorized scooter. You don't and... see the birds around as much as you used to. Remember when the birds came out, the birds were everywhere. Now you see like one, two birds around. There used to be hundreds of them. You think yeah. that's, that's COVID related? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're touching, you don't know where those things have been. No. You're touching things that yeah. have been touched a hundred times that day. Yeah. Um, so she comes up and says, here's the deal. You guys are going to get on these motorized scooters and you're going to go around the resort, <laughs> which, yeah, which kind of speaks to the, uh, this season and how unimaginative they've been and they can't do anything. They're rolling through the parking lot and Ben, he's kind of doing that thing that you do when you drive a golf cart where you just have, where you hang the one foot out of the golf cart while you're driving. <laughs> he's doing that on a scooter, but he's kind of doing it like to look cool. I think 
And yep. he knows his way around one of those. You yeah, can tell. Yeah. He's ridden a scooter before. I don't, I, I wasn't too cool with it. So, but the, the activity was some kind of a scavenger hunt where you had to look for clues. And I honestly don't even know what they want. I don't know what yeah. they did to uncover anything. It was a waste of, it was just a, oh, a reason to spend eight minutes. There was a lot of tent. There was a tennis ball thing. And they're like, you got to dig through these tennis balls to find a note. And Ben's like, why don't I, it was like a, a blow up pool right. filled with tennis yeah. balls. And he's like, they're like, you got to dig through these tennis balls to find a note. And he's like, why? I'll just tip it over. <laughs> he just picked it up and right. dumped it out. And I was like, oh, I would do that too. And then that clue sent him to another thing. And then that clue sent him to pinatas where they did a bunch of pinatas. He, um, look, let's be honest. Like this Ben, He's got the thousand yard stare. He's been in the shit in Fallujah. He's also he's got a little life experience. His his parents doesn't appear they did a great job with him. He's he's battling some demons, as we learn. Yes. Um, so when it comes time for her him to get in the box Eric Davis style. And just fucking load up. Yeah. Unload Manny Ramirez-esque on those pinatas. He's, there's a lot of rage in there. There's a lot of hidden rage that he was, he was all too happy to let out. You got the feeling that the head of each pinata Mm -hmm. he imagined was somebody from the Taliban. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. You got that feeling. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he went through them pretty good. I don't know, even know what that was. I don't know what they won, but they got a it's chance real to, stupid. Have, to have dinner together. Uh, Just which, get in bathing which, suits what? and go to the yeah. pool and drink. That's right. You know, that's um, what you do. That's what you do when you're stuck in one place. Get in your, get skinned up, go to the pool drink and wait for people to do stupid shit and just shoot it all and then cut it together later. So Ben, as we noted last week, he got full on naked in front of her and the room of dudes. He told her this tragic tale of his, um, of his life. He's, he's, uh, has a, an eating disorder, which is why he looks so jacked because he was a fat kid and for 15 years was bulimic and she has the balls last night to say, I think we can go a little deeper with him. I think there's some stuff that he's holding back. And I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, he just unloaded all this shit on you last week. What do you, what exactly are you looking for? And uh, she, she actually said this. She mixed uh, metaphors. She said, um, Ben, you are a tough cookie to crack. He's not. Yes. Well, so people get – it is kind of weird. Like someone in on every season gets put in the box of he's just not opening up enough. I just I don't if he doesn't show me the real him, I'm not going to be able to keep him around. And Ben, you're right. He's told her about his bulimia. He's told her he's been in the shit in Fallujah. He's gotten completely naked. Yeah. Albeit with his hand over his tongue. And she's still like, I don't really know. Like he, I feel like he's holding something back. And then even, <laughs> then they sit down to dinner 
and he's got he's got a pretty thick look like a New York strip on his plate. And I'm like, fuck, that thing is getting cold. Just like eat the meat and then talk about it. he's like, I had them pick out their best red. And they act like they're um I mean they are quarantined, but they act like they're like uh, unable to to reach regular society. Like there's a like <laughs> you're at a four star resort. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure they have very nice wine there to serve you guys considering there's no other guests. And she's still like, he's not opening up. I won't. And then he's already told her he had bulimia. Right. And then he sits down and he tells her even more about, she's like, I think you're just, you just are too perfect. Yeah. You try to be too perfect. Um, which I mean, he's gorgeous um, by the way, on the date when they were eating, whatever they were doing out in front of a spa, he's like, yeah, you know, sometimes I I have this thing where, um, you know, I think I need to be perfect. Um, and that's just kind of my deal. So then they sit down for dinner and she's like, you just seem like one of those guys who thinks he needs to be perfect all the time. Yeah. You mean, you mean that thing that he just he told just you? Said. It was, it's almost like she was banking on them, not leaving that first part in the edit. And she, yeah. she tried to like, tried to play psychologist and try to, to, to pin him down, but he fell for it. He's like, yep, that's exactly what it is. And, um, so then, but, but he then he talking. adds on. Yeah, he adds on. He's like, <laughs> I grew up in a house where it was important to be perfect. And he's he grew up rich, right? Because he's like, every you know, we didn't want for anything. He's like, but the emotional support wasn't there. I get it. Yeah, everyone yeah, he does. talks about how how important his sister is to him and yep. everything else, and how his sister got him through a bunch of stuff that eating disorder stuff. Um, and then, but then he's like, he's pausing and he's kind of uh, you can tell he's hesitant. And then he's like, I guess we can go deep. He actually said that. And she says, um, yeah, in 2018 and 19, I had two failed suicide attempts. Yeah. That's so um, a better way to say that is last year. He's, he should have been like, that's, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Keep in mind that it's it's 2020. It's like March. It's April talking, when they're shooting this. Talking about it like it was 11 years ago. Yeah. This was this was just last year yeah, this, when he tried to commit suicide. Yeah, this was eight months ago at the most. Right. <laughs> and, and how he how he steered out of that somehow. And Tasha's just blown away. You know, like it. She's the one who kept saying there's something there, so she deserved it. And then um, he saw, like, you know, I just went into hardcore therapy and I'm not that person, that person I was nine months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Terrifying. It's so scary because it's and I mean, he seems like a great dude. He's very jacked. He seems super genuine. He's really handsome and he seems like very right with himself. But depression's a motherfucker like it comes and goes. Ask anybody that's been through it. It's fucking brutal. And I, I, I take him at his word that he's through it. But if you were suicidal, you know, in less than 12 months ago, I, I think, yeah, that's, that's pretty recent. And by the, by the way, what kind of vetting system is do the bachelor <laughs> casting office have in that? You would think that that suicide attempt 
you know, 18 yeah. months ago or whatever it yeah. was would be a flag. Yes. Um, and so anyways, he actually said that uh, my sister didn't even know that. <laughs> I know. He's like, she, he's like, she got me through my suicide attempts that yeah. she doesn't know about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, so um, so that was a heavy one. And Tasha says all the right things. And she's not she's not really articulate when it comes to that stuff. And she's not she doesn't say the the, the best things, but she gets through it. And um, her her big like thing for this episode, I don't know if the producers uh, told her about this, but she she said to him, um, but you know what? You're here. You're here. You did something right. Yeah, yeah. She says she You're says on a reality least, show. She says that at least one more time in the, in the episode. It's, I think that's her. That's her like go to 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 stop the awkwardness. Is is um, that the, right? Is that she's well, and also she's like, I hear you, I yes. see you, which is like something you that girls say to each other on Twitter. <laughs> you know right. when they when they talk about something you bad feel, that's feel hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I I see you. I feel you. I don't think it's really the same for a guy that's sitting right in front of you that just told you he he tried to kill himself in the previous two years. Right. And and by the way, um you talk about her wanting her wanting him to dig deeper this episode after he just told you like this is a one side thing. This is definitely a one side street. She hasn't told him shit. Right. Or nothing interesting has happened to her other than that marriage where a guy cheated on her, which is I mean, it's a it's I guess it's a big deal, but it's certainly not uncommon. Um, so she's not really giving him a whole lot of vulnerability, but she's asking for a lot. So Ben's way out there on a limb. So I think the best remedy for someone who just dumped a bunch of really dramatic stuff on you and your relationship is to have the Adam Hamrick just set up, set up on the way back to the suite. Yeah. He just set up shop and started singing, and they were just walking by, and they said, whoa, wait a minute. And they went over and got a, a private concert. In fact, she even said this because um, usually they like Chiron the name, and I think they yeah. did. Yeah. But I don't know Adam Hamrick. Yeah, I mean, I mean Jason, Jason, nobody knows Adam <laughs> Hamrick. Right. And, and the reason, and, and do you know why or how we, I know that nobody knows him because she says, um, <laughs> she says, um, I mean, I, this is like a dream come true. I'm sitting here. I have a private concert and Adam Hamrick is, is the one singing to us and performing. And she, but she had to enunciate his name like really slow so that everyone kind of got who it was. Um, so, and he, again, they kind of they've gone back to the on brand stuff. I think it was kind of a country, not country, Caucasian. Uh, it was it wasn't as country as they typically are. It was like right. less. It was more more Ed Sheeran than country. Yeah, which is worse, uh, I think. Like it was like <laughs> so bland, so white. Like he even had like white guy glasses on. Right. Like it was like so. At least, at least the the country guy is like shitty 
on his face. Like he kind of plays into the shittiness. Like there's a world for that kind of bad music. And this is like just the most bland white guy, like singer songwriter, just dog shit. I I'm guessing though, that since we saw (laughs) it was like Chris and Ashley or something earlier this season and we made fun of them. And then later our, our loyal listener kayfabe reached out to us and it was like, Oh no, those, those that's the people that won the, um, the bachelor <laughs> yeah. American right. idol mashup. I have to assume that Adam Hamrick was all, he's like the runner up. He's like, he the, he's like the Bo Bice yeah. or the, yeah. <laughs> or the Justin uh, Adam Lambert. Yeah. Adam Lambert, Justin Guarini. Of that, of the American Idols, um, Bachelor mashup. Clay, the Clay, what's his face? Clay Aiken. Aiken. Um, so, um, I mean, Adam Hamrick was, was the, he was the soothing part after a really dramatic dinner and she drops in an interview, like they don't do this shit on this show. So. This was confusing, but it kind of made sense at the end of the episode. She says, or something about Ben, you know, and she says, I truly love Ben. Yeah. Like she didn't mince words. She didn't say the whole falling thing. It yeah. was, I truly love Ben. But, but um, she loves him in the sense where she's like, oh, this guy, this guy has multiple suicide attempts. I'm as not a fucking, person, she loves right. Him. I'm not hooking up with this. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> dealing with where I come home and he's, you know, I don't want to be right. too, too graphic in the imagery. So I don't Hanging from the ceiling fan yeah. or something. And to Tasha's credit, while I, I also think Ben seems like a great guy. He's gorgeous. He seems very for forthright just a straight up dude. If you tried to take your own life eight months ago, you're not ready for a relationship by definition. You're just not, it's just not something you should be taking on. I get that you're, you've gotten through it and I believe you, but you're not ready. You're, you're not ready to be on a reality show. You're not ready to be in a relationship and you're sure as fuck not ready to be engaged. You're just nope. not. It's by definition, by mental health standards, you got, you got to be able to keep a plan alive for a while before you can have a relationship <laughs> with a woman. I get it. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. And I love so, the guy. Um, I would I would like to see him win, but actually I wouldn't like to see him win because it's not the best thing for Ben. Yeah, I mean, this whole famous thing. I mean, you want to mm-hmm. talk about you want to talk about a suicide inducing experience. Read your Instagram messages yes. and and tweets yes. for a couple hours mm-hmm. as you're the famous bachelor yes. contestant. So um, they do the group date. And of the of the five, right, um, three of them are named. So the one remaining one um, who gets the final one on one date is who? Riley. So um, so three dudes go on the group date. And this is this was just such an unfair thing. And I, I, I feel for Zach. 
I feel for a couple of these dudes. Um, so they do this lame ass lie detector. There was nothing official about this lie detector. Like no, they don't work like this. They don't work like this. They have usually have an actual professional do the lie detector. I should know because I played one in the capture of the Green River Killer. That's right, you uh, did. The Lifetime miniseries. That's right, you did. Oh, it was a miniseries. Yeah, and I had to. I had to. I had to work with a real lie detector to get the get the cadence down and get the um and and what exactly they're writing down. Of course, you did. Jojo is the one administering it, and it's not just like one of those classic lie detector things where you see the um how the you know the 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 lines going up and down or whatever when they get nervous it, it's it's two it's three colors green means they're telling the truth yeah. orange means they don't know what the answer is and red is a lot so so let me and i i, I know you know this let me tell you what's happening here there is a lie detector guy there administering or or woman lie detector person there administering the lie detector, but it doesn't present for TV in the way (laughs) that you want it to present. Having a guy go, having a guy make a little mark on the thing while you ask the questions. And then at the end go, okay, when you asked this, he was being deceitful. When you asked this, he was telling the truth. That's how you do a lie detector test. What they did is they had the lie detector guy there push a button to light a light. <laughs> right. Because so right. it would present better for TV. And also yeah. when you're being tested on a lie detector, you can't go when you can't go, I don't know, but I think I'd like to and have it fucking come up. Oh, he's being honest. Like that's not <laughs> how the questions you can't answer. Right. It has to be yes or no. It has to yes be or definitive no. or they'll yes ask or no. you again. Yes. And, um, and then, you know, Jojo being the administrator, too, gave a high five to Tasha at once. I don't think the administrator is supposed to uh, show no, that kind no, of, um, no. you know, one sided. Yes. Um, on. So anyways, um, a couple of the guys get in the seat. Oh, first of all, she she says that you know, it's not only going to be you guys taking the lie detector. I'm going to do it. And then she sits on the seat and gets these softball questions like the, the questions were are you excited to meet the guy's family next week? Like what, what is that? You know, are you excited for them to meet your family? That those types of stupid questions, fucking Zach C gets in the chair. Yeah. And the question is, have you ever cheated on anyone? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just an unfair question. Now they turn this into some kind of a yeah. little joke thing, but just think about it on face value. Uh, most of the questions to most of the people were just kind of softballs. If you ever cheated on someone, that's like a that's a major intrusion to yeah. have to answer in front of someone that you're you're trying to get engaged with. This and is such bullshit. Dudes, yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can't you couldn't do you can't do a real lie detector test in front of other people. It would throw it well, off. Of it not. has just to be and, you and the guy. And, and, or lady, and you know, one thing you do know about Tasha, you don't know a whole lot. I don't think she's she's faced much drama in her life is that she was married young and she was cheated on. So to, 
if you're going to ask that question to one dude, you better just ask it to all of them, including yeah. her. It should be all um, the same questions for everybody. <laughs> you would think. Yeah. So he, I think he got, he got, he got the run around there, but I don't think that, I think that he played it off somehow and got away with it. Cause his answer was yes. And Tasha goes into this. I'm really worried. I oh, got, I got to ask him this. So, so fuck our, this. <laughs> our guy, Riley, um, there was an amusing thing in here. Riley sits down and um, uh, what's her face? Jojo was fed some stupid line by the producer that's like, hey, you should be used to these lie detectors because you're a lawyer. Um, and he's and like, I advise my clients never to take them. <laughs> never to take them because yes. they aren't reliable. Yes. And then the first question to him, he answers and it's a lie. What's your and name is the question. Yeah. What is and your name? And Tasha, just after he said they're not reliable, has this like real like shocked look on the, on her face that he's lying. And then she says, I don't know what's going on there. I better ask him later. Well, he <laughs> just told you that these things are bullshit. Yeah. And then and then. He, but anyways, I yes. guess there was a reason he didn't say his name and they got into it later. But yeah, um, he actually was lying. Right. Right. Um, so the, the whole lie detector thing was just it, it was. For for this show, and they've come up with some really lame activities during La Quinta. Uh, mm-hmm. This was this was just bullshit, Stupid. and that question for one guy was just not fair. Stupid. Um, so um, they go to the uh, the cocktail hour. She's looking booming, walking in. Um, yeah, a whole lot of cleavage. Yep, and she she says to the guy, she's like, "Hey, lie detector." I learned a lot about you guys, but I got some questions. And so she takes Zach C aside and she goes into this whole thing about, I don't put up with cheaters. If you cheat, that's a non-starter. I We're fucking not hate this so much. I hate this. And this, this guy pulls out like, it was a risky move. He said yes on the lie detector. And then he's like, I just got to tell you the story. I cheated on this girl once. And then he goes into a story about making out with some other girl. And then he reveals that it was a sixth grade relationship. It was a pretty smart end around by old Zach. And it, I, my first impression was that's obviously not true. Of course not. It's probably true. It may but have been true. But he, probably a he, whole bunch of other ones like everyone else has in their past. Because this guy was on smack, right? He was doing crack or whatever. I'm guessing he was he's pills. Been, yeah. I'm guessing infidelity yes. was a part of the whole drug thing. I'm oh, guessing he, he wasn't a, the most reliable of people yeah. or committal of people. So he has an out. Yeah, he sucked dick for crack, which happens. <laughs> but he probably doesn't remember it, which is why he would pass the lie detector. Right. Um. So Zach gets out of it with that story, and she ends up loving it. And, of course she did. And again, for the second time in this episode, an overshare for this show, he says to her um, – because one of the questions in the, the lie detector for him was, are you falling in, in love or are you going to are you going to marry Tasha or do you want to marry Tasha? Yeah. Or I don't even know what it was. But he said something that was like – I think I'm already there or whatever. So um, he explains to her here at the cocktail hour, I was nervous there because 
I was revealing in that moment that I'm falling in love with you. And then he looks straight in her eyes. And then she's like, you know what? I was thinking the exact same thing that I'm falling in love with you. Unbelievable. And they both like make out and stuff. Like yeah, that's been kind of unprecedented for this show. It's crazy. At this point at this juncture, mm-hmm. two people saying I'm falling in love with you. Now the falling thing is always the out, but yeah. I, I will say that's, this is the second person in this episode that she has mentioned being in love yep. or falling in love with. Yep. Um, so, as we get going through that date, everything's fine. Riley drops the bombs um, this time. He had a really shitty childhood where his dad yes. what seemed like a nice guy, one of his best friends, and his dad at some point got full custody of Riley and, and his brother and yeah. then yeah. badmouthed he, the mother. Yes, yeah. His dad told – turned him against his mother, made him hate his mother. Right. And it was only later that he realized that his dad was the actual bad guy. I have to be honest. That in all the things that happens on the bachelor, this whole season, I'm like this Riley guy, like why is she keeping him around? He's not, you know, he's a lawyer or whatever. He just doesn't, seem like he's got a lot going on personality wise then he tells this story and I was like whoa it all makes sense now like this guy is a deeply as we all are but this guy is a deeply damaged person based on what his parents did to him as a child and you get why he presents with this hard shell to the world and probably why he went into the line of work that he's in and just all of the sudden and you see Tasha like take a turn with him where she goes, Oh, I get it now too. And suddenly Riley is this very likable guy because he's actually opened up. He was the one, not Ben V. Ben <laughs> V's been very open the whole time. Riley is the one that wasn't opening up. And then he gets caught in a lie because his name isn't his name. And he couldn't say his name because it was his dad's name. Right. And he changed his name to not have his dad's name. And it was very traumatic for him. I, I'm... I completely changed my tune on Riley. I don't think he's going to win the bachelorette, but he's, he's a much more likable character me to me after him revealing his life story in that part of the date. Yeah, sure. No, he's, he's, yeah, he's a likable guy and you're right. That was, that that made him more appealing. Um, and I would say this, um, he did tell her that people change their name all the time. They don't, um, you know, I, I know a lot of people and to my knowledge, no one that I know has ever changed their name. Um, yes. but I guess if you're, if you're going to be secretive about it, I wouldn't know. But anyway, I know, I know um, a couple guys that like took their stepdad's name. Real. Oh, okay. Okay. That's you know, different. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. All right. So, um, anyways, the big drama hasn't happened yet. Right. 
Uh, and by the way, Blake is the one who gets the the last one-on-one date. And Blake has been a complete non-factor with Tasha. I don't even know why they're going on a one-on-one. It's, I'm it's guessing, stunning I'm that he's still around. She's going to let him know. Of course. She's going to let him go. No, he's, so, he's uh, definitely not getting a rose. Right. He's going to be the one that's sent home. Maybe Noah and the other four guys will get the hometown. Yeah. But – uh, before this episode ended, we got the big shocker. Unbelievable. She's she's stumbling back from this group date. Yeah. And uh, Bennett is there. Bennett shows up. So rapey. Yeah, he shows up. He's like, hey, Taisha. And then yeah. she they, they, they did this thing. And if you go back and watch it, it's kind of funny. Like they probably told her to act surprised. But of course. What she did was she opened a door <laughs> that had a pretty violent, uh, violent spring that yeah. came back. And, yeah. and so she she was acting surprised. And then the door just smacked yeah. her in the, in the back on the way yeah, back. It was, so like, was kind of funny. She walked into a courtyard thinking that it was a safe place. <laughs> and a fucking terrifying man was standing there like, hi, Tasha. Like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> it was it was so scary to me. And it's what are you doing here? Yes, exactly. So, uh, you know, just like uh, people have been doing for a few seasons now, he just breaks all the rules. Stupid. Um, he was sent home, you know, across the resort. And now he's back. He's doing a Chad Johnson uh, thing. Kind of. And mm. the the problem is, and I was very disappointed in Tasha, is that um, but they, they went into her place yep. and spoke. And Bennett didn't say anything um, that he didn't say when he was trying to salvage himself. Yeah. But he did say, I am falling in love with you. It made it made me realize I am falling in love with you. So, so the, the, the last act thing, of a so. of a scoundrel. He's yeah. he's yeah. he's going to the only thing he has left, which right. is I, the and, I love you card. The, for for some reason she falls for it. Of now, course, just just kind of knowing the dynamic of the show, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that she would fall None. for it because she's got now six dudes. She's back to six. She does she doesn't actually think she's going to marry the guy. No. So you've already sent him home, and the show's rules um, kind of prevent you from bringing him back. Even though we've seen a couple of yep. examples of going against that, but like. She has an out here. Um, it's like, I understand, Bennett. I appreciate the, your feelings. I'm not quite there. And I was so disappointed. And um, I'd like to say goodbye. She didn't say that. No. She ate it up. And now she's really confused. It's very and, producer. Like, yeah. wh- wh- how are we supposed to believe she ever liked Bennett? Right. That's the thing. It's like. If he was somebody that she seriously thought that she could be engaged with, I guess you do keep him around. I just don't think he's one of the six guys that she she thinks she can do be engaged with. And then so, of course, as you said, it's produced up. So now there's the tease that Bennett's going to come back into the room and make things awkward for the guys. And he does my favorite thing um, where he goes in the interview and he says – I'm back. Yep. Yep. Which, which, I mean, if you know the history of this podcast, you know my issue with those two words. I'm what back. They? What's that it's, from? That that's a it's it's somehow 
it somehow infiltrated the lexicon mm-hmm. of media. Like when people are returning to something, they think they have to it's, say that yeah. those two words in that tone, thinking that it's a reference Is to it, something 30 years ago. And it's not. Do you, do you think so? It's like there's a name for this. Do, do you think it's like the 50s diner or the Irish pub? which is to say that those things, all 50s diners are a copy of something for which there is no original. And the same, <laughs> yes. same with the Irish pub. There's an Irish pub on every corner in every town, but there is no original Irish pub that they're all based off of. I've never heard that analogy, but I like it. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what this is. There's mm-hmm. no, there's no base reference for mm-hmm. I'm back. Mm-hmm. There's a couple things that they've mixed in, like from Poltergeist. Everyone remembers Poltergeist mm-hmm. when Caroline said, turns her uh, turns around and says, "They're here," mm-hmm. which is that's the it's tone. an iconic line, and also two words. Now I just put it back to you. Neither of those two words are either <laughs> are either I'm. Right. But, or back the tone the tone oh, the tone is what the presentation the presentation yeah and then arnold's i'll be back from whatever movie he was in that would be or, yeah. or i'm back no they, no they, he never said i'm back no that's I your say be. that's your thing i'm back you said arnold's i'll be back which is again that's a thing it's got back in it but it doesn't mm-hmm. have the i'm back like you do yeah. And it does also doesn't have the I'm in it. So it does have it's three words, not two, one of yeah. which is the same back. Right. So they took the tone of the poltergeist and they mixed it. They mixed the tone with a couple words from Arnold. And now it's just a thing like people just do it thinking that they're who does they're like referencing something that's never that never had a you start. And, and you I and Bennett do it. Diner. Yeah. Yeah. I and do I recall. I do recall Michael Jordan doing his um, his return to the NBA press conference where he's like, I'm back. Right. But he thinks he was referring to something. Right. Right. Now, it's the 50s uh, designer. I do think it's one of the great mysteries of modern times. It isn't. Right? It definitely isn't, but it's but, a curious right, I do, thing. Yeah. I do think it is, and it just never gets any attention. But I, I don't know why. I don't know why people are afraid to get into that. Or cover it. But anyways, um, he says I'm back in the tease. He's coming back. Bennett's coming back. They got to do a bunch of stuff next week. So, of course, we got to watch back-to-back episodes, Monday and Tuesday night. They got to trim this thing down to the hometowns. They got to get to the hometowns. Um, They need to figure out the Bennett situation. And she drops this bomb in an interview, the last words of the episode. She's like, I don't know what to do. Um, I'm falling in love with so many guys. That was her exact point. Yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. No, it's crazy. So, so she's not falling it. in love with any guys. Well, that's the thing. But yeah. Tasha bomb ass summer. And mm-hmm. now she's falling in love with many guys and none of this is going to end well. So I think the last few episodes will be cool. And then we yeah. start up with the uh, black bachelor. Yeah. Yeah. The black chiller. That's yep. actually coming up pretty quick. I don't get a lot of breaks. Real quick. 
you know, there's a lot of podcasting going on over here. Hey, let's, um, I played this on the, on the baller lifestyle because I don't preview them, but I, I realized once I played it, that this is a voicemail for the bachelor lifestyle. Let's check in with one of our listeners here. Hey, Brian, what's going on? It's Dave in Salt Lake. Stu, what's going on? Ed, I haven't listened in a while. It's, you know, this is Jason's David Bray. Buddy of ours. Yeah. Yeah. A guy that I met at uh, Carbone's party. That's right. Big dude, right? Oh, yeah. Tall guy. Yeah. Apologize. Uh, like a lot of everybody, like everybody else doing the COVID thing. Luckily, I'm able to go to work uh, 40 hours a week, but uh, only watched one episode of The Bachelorette thus far. Um, and anyway, uh, boring to say the least, but I have also had. Uh, a mouthful of Harris and I, I, I can't, or whatever you said, Ryan, I can't take it anymore. He's just, I, I think this show's done in five years. Reality Steve can weigh in on, on that on the uh, final episode if he's with you guys, but it's just losing its luster. So I'm trying to get caught up, but it's great to hear you guys are doing the season again. And uh, sorry, I missed you guys in Vegas, at least used to um, at the party maybe next year. So anyway, also, oh, one last question. Why doesn't, uh, why doesn't he fix that fucking nose, Harrison? He looks like Gonzo. He makes what fifty thousand an episode. <laughs> nose job, dude. Come on, please, please fix that beak, man. All right, guys, just want to let you know it's great to hear you guys are covering the show still, and uh, I'll be in touch. I'll catch up. Take care, guys. Bye. Old friend of the show, David Bray. Good dude. I what? do like I, I like uh, I like him a lot. Um, I like him too. He, he's a, he's a sweet guy yeah. and I'm and a devout listener. And yep. I will say this: he he said like everyone else, I'm dealing with the COVID thing, and yep. luckily I have a job. I mean, judging by the sound of him, it sounds like he has the COVID. Yeah, thing. yeah, he was. Like I don't know if we caught him just waking up or going to bed or something. Was he? on a treadmill or was he on a ventilator because my man was was, ICU bed yeah my man was a little out of breath was he (laughs) did he just get finished just doing a hardcore sexual session I wouldn't doubt it that guy was uh had a had a woman on each arm at Carbone's um at Carbone's party yeah yeah. Multiple um, dates? Yeah, multiple dates. I think they were um they were flight attendants or they worked in the for the with the airlines Shut and he was up. with and the, well, yeah. yeah. He d- he runs the first class lounge at uh for Delta Airlines first class lounge in at the whatever the airport's called in Salt Lake City. Oh man. So if I ever go there yep. and He'll hook you I up. don't fly first class ever, but he'd probably let me in. Yeah, he could he could put your name on the list. It is nice getting in one of those lounges. You could pour yourself a beer. Oh yeah. Relax. Oh, very comfortable. Yeah. Um so to answer his question, I it is what one of the things that always I'm always curious about too. Um how or why rich people don't fix obvious flaws. Yeah. Like they have so much money. And procedures nowadays are so rudimentary that yeah. why not? Like, what would be the the problem? Like, do you ever see like a rich dude with like a chipped tooth and stuff? And you're like, yeah. Tiger Woods. Exactly why didn't you take the time to fix that? Tiger Woods 
yeah. had a billion dollars in the bank and he had a yellow tooth right in front. And, and he's got those big giant chompers. Like Perfect. he's mostly teeth. Yeah. You know, some people you look at them and you don't really notice their teeth. Tiger Woods is all teeth and he had a big giant yellow one right in the front. And I get it. If your gig doesn't have dental, you know, a new <laughs> crown, a veneer up in the front, it could cost you like 1500 bucks. And I get it. That's a, That's a big expense for people. So if you can't afford it, no judgment. Right. But your t- Tiger Woods has fucking nine zeros after his name. Of course, P- poor people have bad dentistry for a reason. Yes. It's a it's a luxury in most of the world. Yes. most of the world, and and I mean, poor people who do a lot of meth do yes. have bad teeth. Yes. But, but yeah, rich people should never have bad teeth. I mean, right? Maybe maybe he should. Uh, somebody should send him a link to the Affordable Care website. Right. Obamacare. Ex- exactly. There's a off the five freeway in the Norwalk. Santa Fe Springs area, there's a billboard that says dentistry grants. If you need a little help, they'll, you can apply to get some help, but they're, they're very good with teeth. My son cracked his tooth on a glass the other day and it like broke half the bottom of his front tooth off. And he was super bummed out. He thought he was going to look fucked up like his dad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was kind of worried too. Also he has braces. So they had to take the braces off that tooth. And then Oof. he went to the dentist to get it fixed. Jason, they put a fucking new tooth on this kid. You cannot tell. You cannot f- for the life of you tell that it's not, right. it's the same color. It's exactly his teeth. It looks completely per. Cause I was worried too. I was, cause I broke my teeth when I was a kid and they weren't that good at dentistry back then. So right. I had some fucked up teeth for my most of my life. His, it looks perfect. So Tiger Woods, I don't know why he waited till he was 37 <laughs> to get that yellow tooth fixed. How, how'd this start? What were we talking about? <laughs> David Bray. Like oh. Harrison needs to get, get Her- that beak taken care of. Harrison's got, he just got, he just has to get it shaved down. And it's not even, I don't even think they have to do an incision with that one. Usually to get a nose job, they, they slice like under the, um, that little flap, like between your nostrils and peel it back. I think with his, I think they just go in there with a tool and sh- just <laughs> shave that bone off. He's got the bump, just shave that bump off. Maybe, I agree. Maybe thinks it gives him character. Okay, Jason, we'll check b- back in on this next week. We got to figure out what's happening with hometowns. We got to check in and just w- who knows where this uh, w- where the season's going. Also, next week there's a men tell all where just shock. He must right. have been contracted to appear. Joseph shows back up. Who is just has to be. And will forever be one of the most hated characters in Bachelor history. Oh, yeah. How how the fact that he returns is just insane. But it's <laughs> it's two nights, which is a real slog. But we'll we'll definitely um, check back in yeah. next week. We'll nail it down. Yep. 
All right, for Jason Stewart, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been the Bachelor Lifestyle from the theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week. We fallin' in love, we chillin' in the mansion outside the hot tub. We startin' in LA and then we travel the world. We toastin' champagne, we got 32 girls. Who gets a hometown and who's the most hated? Who had the best date and who's getting eliminated? We always speculating like you wouldn't believe. But I cheated, logged on to reality, Steve. So it's the bachelor lifestyle we livin' in. It's the ball of lifestyle we livin' in. It's the bachelor lifestyle we livin' in. It's the ball of lifestyle. The lifestyle we living in is the ball of lifestyle we living in. It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle. lifestyle. Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. Whatever business you're in, growth isn't just about getting bigger. At ADP, we believe it's about getting stronger by turning data into insights so you can build teams that work as teams. By using our AI technology to help catch payroll errors before their errors. And by keeping ahead of thousands of changing regulations so you can keep ahead of everything else. ADP helps businesses like yours grow stronger every day. ADP, HR talent, time, and payroll. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.